Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. I am also the author of the new book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. It's available wherever books are sold, and it takes the last seven years of my own deslobification process and what I have learned about what it takes to bring a home out of complete and total craziness into actually being able to maintain it without losing your mind. Um, It brings all of that together in an instruction book written for you to implement the strategies in your own home. That again is available wherever books are sold and you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book to get your copy of How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. Okay, this is podcast number 115. I am talking today about the onslaught of new stuff. It is January 5th as I record this and most likely as I put it up as well. Um, Since I don't edit, y'all know that, right? Um, But it's the time of year where we're all adjusting to having new things in our home. I mean, December is the time of year when I buy more things than I usually do. And we budget for that all year. We have an account that we put money into every single month so that we won't be completely blindsided by Christmas. But that's one of the things I love. I'm like, woohoo, I can spend some money because it's actually really fun. Anyway, um, but that means that plus just our family giving things to the kids, to us, whatever. That time of year just means that there is new stuff in the house. And then it's the matter of figuring out how to navigate that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before I get started on that, I wanted to introduce today's sponsor for today's podcast is prepdish.com. Let me tell you a little bit about how this unique service can simplify your life. If you're hoping to eat healthier in 2017, Prep Dish is a service that can help you turn that hope into a plan. And you know how much I love a plan, right? Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. When you sign up, you get an email every week with a grocery list and a written plan for prepping your meals ahead of time. That is what makes this meal planning service unique. Allison, the chef, has designed them so that you spend one to three hours on one day getting everything ready for the week, slicing, dicing, prepping, and then throughout the week, your meals are ready to be cooked on the night that you're going to eat them. Each week, you get a gluten-free plan, a paleo plan, and this is the one that I love, a one-hour prep plan, meaning your prep ahead time is one hour's worth of work to have delicious meals all week with the prep work already done so you can just get cooking. The super fast menu from last week included balsamic salmon with roasted tomato, carrots, and broccoli, and steaks with acorn squash and asparagus. Sounds good, right? Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of my podcast a free two-week trial so you can try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean all together. 
lowercase, to access this amazing deal. Scroll down to get the code you need to get your first two weeks free. This is a perfect way to go ahead and start making progress on the goal of eating healthier in 2017. Again, that's prepdish.com slash aslob comes clean. Okay. So let's talk about the onslaught of new stuff in the home. It's just the reality of this time of year. Um, This is based on a question that I received from one of you, which I thought I had copy pasted into my notes and I probably didn't. Anyway, it doesn't look like I did. But basically the question was, we don't have much space. We basically already are at capacity in the container of their living area, living space. And then there's new stuff coming in. How do you deal with it? Is it a matter of one in one out? The short answer is yes. It's a matter of one in one out. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't feel bad. I personally, once upon a time, had no earthly clue what people were talking about when they talked about the one in one out rule. It's something that organizers, people who are actually naturally good at this kind of stuff just naturally know. I did not know that. Okay. So I had heard people say, well, you know, when you bring something new into your house, get rid of something else. And that made no sense to me because my house was a complete disaster. My sock drawer wouldn't close anyway. So what difference would it make to take out one pair of socks if I brought in a new pair of socks? And so one in one out, just didn't make any sense to me. But once I realized the true purpose of containers, okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a podcast called of mine called containers and limits and how they'll change your life. And it's basically the container concept of every space that I have in my home is a container, which is meant to contain or limit the number of things I can have in there. So my sock drawer isn't just a sock drawer. It's a container. It's a natural limit for how many socks I can have. If my drawer won't close, which was a very common occurrence in my past pre-blog life, um, if my drawer wouldn't close, then that meant I had too many socks. I didn't realize that before. I was just like, man, I need another drawer for socks. Oh, well, I don't have another drawer for socks. I need another dresser. Man, I don't have enough room in this room for dressers. I need a second room just for all my clothes. Oh my goodness, we don't have a room for that in this house. Well, we need a new house. I mean, that is how my brain worked, okay? And that's my natural tendency I have to fight against. So that natural container of having the sock drawer, once I realized that was the limit, it needs to be able to close, that's how many socks I need because, you know, otherwise I can come up with all the reasons in the world to have a bajillion thousand trillion socks in my home because, you know, you never know when all the sock factories in the entire world are going to shut down at one time. And won't I be glad that I have enough socks to last my family for the next 50 years will be the only socked people. In, but you know, I don't even like socks. So why am I using this? I mean, like I'm thrilled every summer when I'm like, woohoo, I don't have to do socks anymore. Cause anyway, whatever. But that is the thing, the one in one out roll. That's what that means is if your house is decluttered down to the point where everything has a home, then yes, one in one out is the way to do it. But my assumption is that for most of the people listening to my podcast, because it's called a slob comes clean, um, perhaps not everybody is at the point where their home is decluttered down to the point. I know for me, some days I feel like I'm there and then, and that's after seven years of intense focus and writing about all this stuff. But there are other days where I'm like, yeah, I'm not there at all. 
no, mm-mm, I still don't, I'm, it's still going to take me forever before I'm actually, whatever. You know, it, it, it's just a constant struggle. And so, you know, I'm going to go more into that. Yes. The short answer is one in, one out. As something comes in, something has to leave, but there's other things that are kind of a natural benefit of the, just that natural focus that happens at this time of year. I mean, this is January. This is the time when people are like, okay, I'm going to change. And I, it it comes from that onslaught of new stuff and feeling like, oh my goodness, where am I going to put this stuff? I'm already overwhelmed. And it makes you focus on the spaces that already are disorganized or don't, you know, are overflowing with stuff or whatever. It's also just kind of a natural thing. I think, you know, here in the Northern hemisphere, we, it's winter and this time of year, you know, new year's goes along with winter, which means that we're just kind of stuck inside a little bit more often, even in Texas, it's been in the thirties this week. Um, but you know, that just kind of, it all just naturally goes together that it makes me focus on my home. It makes me see things in a way that I maybe don't through the normal hustle bustle of my life. So I just kind of, it's a good time for me to think about things and use that natural desire to declutter and the need to deal with the onslaught of new things, put those things all together to hopefully help my home benefit for the rest of the year. Okay. So, um, one of the benefits of this time of year being a great time to declutter is that the one year test is really obvious. Now I, do not use this as my main decluttering thing. You know, I have two decluttering questions. Number one, if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first going on instinct? Number two, um, if I was looking for this item, would it ever occur? Or if I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? Meaning would I even look for this? Cause if I, anyway, those are my two decluttering questions. I go on and on and on about them in other podcasts, but, um, you know, sometimes it just helps me to think about things, you know, like I have the head explosion rule. That's not one of the decluttering questions, but it's a rule. If it makes me feel like my head's going to explode, if I look at something and I'm like, I don't know, why is this so, okay, it's not worth it. And that means it needs to go. So I use that, the head explosion rule, but then also the one year test is just a way for me to kind of go, oh yeah. And this is a great time of year for that because Thanksgiving and Christmas are the times of the year when I use more of my kitchen gadgets than any other time of year. I am so much more likely to use my mixer, my food processor, my muffin tins, my, um, you know, just use all of my uh, cookie sheets at once. You know, I mean, I'm just so much more likely because it's just a naturally cooking focus, special occasion focus. You know, if there's a special serving tray that you do use every Thanksgiving, but no other time, you know, this just is a good time of year to go, okay, have I used this in the last year? Because, you know, a year, that's one of the things I talk about with the one-year test. I lived over in Thailand for two years, um, between college and when I married my husband. And one of the things, you know, we, we did a lot of, um, culture shock kind of training and stuff, because it's a very real thing when you move to another culture. Um, doesn't have to be to the other side of the world. Sometimes it's just moving to a new city or a new state. It's, it's real. It's shocking. Yeah. That's why they call it color culture shock. Anyway, that, um, they talked about letting yourself have a year because 
and how much better things are going to get after a year. I think my dog is about to bark because she's run into the door. But anyway, um, but after a year, things will get better because that, um, like when you go through a year, you've been through all of the major holidays. You've been through every season, you know, because I am really bad about like, it is so hard for me to pack for weather that is different from what I'm experiencing right now. I mean, I, I'm always wearing clothes that are not right for whatever weather it is. And I tell people I dress for yesterday's weather. Like I have, I have this major ADD when it comes to watching the weather. Like I will sit there and try to watch the weather and I can't. I mean, my mind will just wander. I don't care the least little bit about weather predictions. I know it's a bad thing, but anyway, but, um, you know, the one year test is like, did I wear this this year? Meaning, you know, no, if I'm going to declutter my clothing and say, what am I willing to wear right this second? Well, I'm going to throw away all of my summer clothes right now because I'm cold, you know, instead using that one year test. And this is just a great time of year to do that because we're all kind of in that frame of mind of this is what 2016 was like. This is what I hope for 2017. You know, it just naturally happens that. So, you know, being aware of the one year test as you go through things, because as the onslaught of stuff comes in, knowing that I need to put a plate, you know, have a place for it just helps me see things differently in my home. You know, I'm like, okay. And, and here's part of that too, is as you get things, instead of just storing them aside this is what I tend to do sometimes is I put them in a pile and say, oh yeah, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to use those. And then I forget about them. But instead saying, as I bring this home, you know what? I was actually really excited when I opened up this gift. I want to try to use it this year. Like I I really want to use this gift. And so trying to go ahead and use it just kind of makes me give it a place in my home. And maybe it's something that there isn't a one in one out. Maybe it's something I've never had before, but it helps me reassess. You know what? If I want to bring this into my house, I need a place for it. Oh yeah. There's that shelf over there full of absolute junk that I hate. And I don't know why I haven't ever dealt with that, but it kind of gives me that oomph and that encouragement and desire to deal with that shelf so that I have room for this new thing in my house. And that goes back to, um, making storage space in your home. I hear this a lot and I get it because I am the first one to go, my house really doesn't have very good storage because I don't, I mean, I, I have seen homes with just full on storage closets and I am jealous when I see that. Like when I see that somebody has just this extra room that has no real, per- like it's not big enough for a bedroom and it's not attached to a room to actually be the clothes closet for that room. You know, it's like, wow, that is a full on legit storage room. Oh my goodness. It makes me so, oh, if I only had that, I would be totally completely organized. So I get how it feels. You know, my house has one tiny, and I mean, it's like maybe at the most 13 inches wide. Uh, I mean, it's like half of a door, door sized, um, uh, coat closet. And that's where I put my vacuum cleaner when I actually put it away and coats. And that's it. That's all that will fit in there. And that's basically the only storage and store. Oh, there is actually a little, I'm not sure. Anyway, 
I'm, I'm sure I would come up if I was being realistic and um, truthful with myself, I would come up with a few other spaces that could possibly be called storage only. But the truth is I, I know how it feels when you feel like I don't have any storage in this house. Okay. Um, so this is, you know, as things come in and you're just like, Oh, I wish I had storage. I try to tell myself, okay, I do have storage. I have some kitchen cabinets. I have, um, I, I do actually have this. It's like, um, I guess it's a laundry hamper, which is really kind of bizarre because it's on the opposite end of the house from my laundry and it's not by the bedroom, by my laundry room and it's not by the bedroom. So whatever, but it's got that little lift up kind of a cabinet door where you can shove clothes down in there, whatever. Anyway, so I have that. That's kind of a little, yes, if I need to store stuff, that is a spot to store things, but it's full of junk. It's not full. It's full of stuff that at some point in my life, I needed some place to put it. And so I stored it in there. But the truth is I don't look in there very often, so I don't need the stuff that's in there. So as I come in and I start to lament that, oh, I wish I had storage space instead of, you know, lamenting it because I can't remodel my house right now. I try to tell myself, okay, what is being stored somewhere that I've completely like checked that off of my mental list as being an option because I know it's full, but I make myself kind of shake my head and be realistic about, but do I actually need the stuff that's being stored there? Like, does it deserve to be taking up that storage space? And a lot of times I will find, oh yeah, you know what? That's full of stuff that I don't actually need, but I desperately need real storage space for such and such that I do have to put somewhere, you know? So it just start looking for storage spaces that are full of stuff that you don't actually need and finding that storage space that you desperately want, find it in your own house. That's where I have to make myself do that. I have to reevaluate, okay, what is under those cabinets in the breakfast area? I don't even have any idea what's under there. And sometimes I look and go, oh yeah, that is what's there. My husband does use this area for whatever consistently. But sometimes I go into those spaces that I'm like, oh, or I walk around my house and I'm like, yeah, I forgot I had that right there, that little space. And it, it just helps me reevaluate that. So look for the storage spaces in your own home. Um, let's see. I thought I had more notes than this. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. How long have I been talking? See, I don't edit. I was not lying when I said that. Oh, 18 minutes. Okay. So, um, looking for those opportunities and then, you know, finding those as you, as you have that pair of socks and you say to yourself, okay, so it doesn't make sense to me to do the one in one out, um, because my drawer doesn't close anyway, you know, then that makes me say, all right, so if I'm bringing in a new pair, a new, um, I don't know, a new package of socks because (laughs) in our family, we do get packages of socks for Christmas. Um, that's what I like to put in their stockings to take up lots of room so that junk, there isn't room for junk. Um, but as I bring in those socks, I'm like, oh, well, I've got five pairs of nice socks with no holes in them. And instead of just getting rid of five pairs, maybe I need to actually get rid of 20 pairs or 10 pairs or 12 pairs of socks that I've been wearing mismatched because, you know, they were with boots and so nobody would ever see, or I'm young enough, which I'm not, but 
to be of that generation that doesn't care if your socks match, but you know, going, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I don't need to just do one in one out as I put these socks away because I now have that (sighs) confidence that I'm able to survive because I've got five nice pairs of socks. Then I can kind of free myself up to do a full on sock purge, you know, or a full on whatever purge, you know, as I get a new set of utensils, it's like, oh yeah, now I have a new um, egg flipper, egg turner, whatever, and a pasta strainer um, dish thing, utensil, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, Anyway, as I have this new set of those, oh, well, I had two mediocre ones that I could never decide which one was actually better of these egg turners. And so I'm going to go ahead and get rid of both of those as I bring in this new one, you know, so it's like using that, the new stuff to say, okay, I've got a nice new should work well because it's actually new and it's not splintered or broken or whatever my other ones are and get rid of those to help myself feel confident in that decluttering. Okay. So using that as new stuff's coming in, using that natural desire to declutter, to just kind of evaluate and for that onslaught of stuff. And then, you know, honestly, I've had some questions from people who maybe got a gift that they didn't need. Um, uh, let's see. Guilt is not a good reason to keep something, but you also don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I get that. Um, you know, I, I do believe it's a long process. I feel like the way that people have given me the way that people give me gifts has changed over the years of them. Of course, I'm, you know, obviously I have this blog, so it's a little more public for me, but as they realize how hard it is for me with clutter and guilt and all those kind of things. Cause you have to realize some people don't feel guilty about this stuff. I mean, some people get a gift and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to return it. And then some of us are like, oh, I really don't like that. Is it okay to return it? I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, and then other people don't care. So, you know, just having that realization where, you know, somebody was asking about, um, uh, a set of something that they got. And it, you know, and the worrying about hurting somebody's feelings, it was like, well, can you use one thing from the set? Um, you know, would you be able to one in one out one piece from the set and then donate the rest? And somebody's going to get something great, you know, that they're going to be thrilled to have, but it didn't fit this person's needs. Um, or, you know, maybe return it and exchange it for, one item that you really, really need. I'm trying to be vague here because I didn't have permission to talk about the specific exact thing. But, um, you know, I know a lot of times things come in sets at Christmas for me personally, a couple years ago, I got a set of pots and pans and, um, there were, there was, you know, they always advertise it like 18 piece and they're including the lids in the pieces. And it's like, Oh, you know, and I used to be like the more pieces it says on the box, the better. And now I'm like, eh, not so much. Um, but anyway, so it was like nine different things. There was a little bitty skillet, a little bitty, whatever. And I, I got it all out and I put it all in to my cabinet and it didn't fit. And then it, um, you know, 
the little skillet, it was stainless steel and I would burn everything in it. And we also didn't really need a little bitty skillet. And so it's just kind of this, uh, we don't really need all this, but I just went ahead and kept the things that I liked. Like from that set, I have a pasta pot that I absolutely love. It's the perfect size. It's not too big. It's not too small. Um, and I still have fond, I think I have one other item from that, but I can't remember. Now I think actually that's all that it is. I think I tried to keep the medium or the bigger for that set skillet for a long time and eventually got rid of it because I burned everything in it too. But, um, you know, I still have all the happy memories from receiving that set of dishes with the one item that I actually use from it in there. And then somebody else who is more coordinated or better at cooking with stainless steel, um, and not burning things, you know, they got some great things in a donate box. I mean, that's kind of me feeling that freedom to let things go. Um, but I still have all the same happy feelings. I'm just as thankful for having received that pot. You know, if somebody's over here and I pull out that pot, Hey, this is the one that you gave me, you know, that's, I mean, it, it all produces all those same feelings without me feeling like I had to keep every last item in there that I didn't actually need. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop there. Don't forget about our sponsor prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Make sure you scroll down so you can see the, excuse me, <coughs> offer code for, um, to get those that uh, first two weeks free. So thank you for joining me. And again, this was podcast number 115. If you would like to connect with me on social media, um, over on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or basically anywhere except Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat anyway. Um, but you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect. And you will find links to all of my social media channels there. Um, I also, um, there are show notes and you can get, um, to those show notes at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Don't forget too, that we do now have a very active and very lovely, um, completely closed Facebook group. That is a benefit exclusively for those who are patrons of the show. If you want to find out what it means to be a patron of this show, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. I will also put that in the show notes, but that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash a slob comes clean all, you know, together without spaces. Anyway, um, if you would like to find out how to become a patron so that you can join that super secret and safe Facebook group, um, so that you can be encouraging to others and they can be encouraging to you. Just go to patreon.com slash slob comes Okay. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.